Welcome to Spirit Goddess. I'm May. I'm Joelle. Let's dive into the world of spirituality together. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode. We are so excited for today's guest Mm -hmm. because this is a guest that we've been waiting to have on the number one wish list spirit goddess guest that we wanted was to have a medium Mm -hmm. on. Because we're so, so curious. Yes. As you all know, we love a good ghost. We love a good paranormal activity. And we have... I guess abilities of our own yeah so it's always nice to have someone else's perspective that does have abilities of their own and mm-hmm. tell us their knowledge their journey and all that yeah and as much as it's so fun to dive into CIA documents like last week's episode and getting into all the paranormal stuff it is really nice to just have something concrete that is like, yes, this is what's coming through. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, what is it? Is Mm -hmm. it communication? Is it not? Like, this is real shit. Yeah. And it is absolutely true. And stay and listen to this full episode until the end because we are recording this intro after our interview with Jeffrey. But we did get a reading privately off recording and Mm -hmm. we will talk about it in the outro. So stay tuned until the end for that crazy shit crazy shit. literally insane so listen to the whole thing through to learn more about jeffrey and the abilities and what mediumship is and then you'll hear all about the reading that we got in the outro and it's uh, so cool so jeffrey actually started doing reiki and he was a reiki practitioner for a while and then really found his calling in mediumship and he was led by incredible mentors to study under like Lynn Provert, Chris Drew, Tony Stockwell at the Arthur Finley College in England. So he does have credentials behind him. He Mm. does have some real legit experience and credibility to Mm. him. And I love that he is an evidential psychic medium. Yeah. He will only talk and read about things that only you and the loved one that has passed would know. Yeah, it's not shit that you could Google. It's not even shit that you could ask somebody else about. It's really stuff that you know, that it's impossible for somebody to just pull out of their ass, basically. (laughs) Like, this is real, real stuff, and it is so, so cool. So let's bring him on. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on. We'll have given a little bit of an intro to our listeners beforehand, but can you introduce yourself? What's your title? What do you do? Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful to be with you too. Uh, My name is Jeffrey Peck and I am an evidential medium. So what that means is, well, I talk to your loved ones on the other side. And people ask what the evidential piece means. And that's bringing through the evidence that only you guys would know. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their personality, their quirks, their hobbies, the things they love to do, their challenges. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had challenges with them. They show me memories that they had in life. So it's only things that you guys would know. Many people, you know, many of the cynics out there say that we Google, you know, that, that it's not possible and that we Google. But what comes through is truly not Googleable. 
You know, yeah. I mean, you can't Google somebody's personality and, you know, what they love to do behind closed doors, you know, whether whether they loved their crossword puzzles or knitting or baking or flowers, you know what I mean? It's, it's only stuff that you guys would know. And it's really, it's really amazing. And how did your abilities as a medium kind of like present themselves? I don't have the story like a lot of my colleagues do. You know, a lot of them have experienced this since the crib. You know, they were in the crib at three years old talking to their grandparents in spirit. In 2006, I became attuned to the Reiki. And the side effect for me was the ignition of the spiritual senses. And it just opened me right up. First of all, I didn't expect it. Second of all, I didn't know what was happening. After I became attuned to the Reiki, my Reiki master told me to, in order to, to get to learn the energy, to learn from the energy, to feel it and get to know it, she said, I want you to sit down with yourself for an hour every day and give yourself a treatment. And so I would go in my walk-in closet and I'd take my little lamp in there and my music and incense and maybe some cards, decks of cards. And then I would just go into the, you know, the little meditation where you place your hands on your body all over the place. For throughout this month, I was starting to experience, well, I was going to say dreams. They weren't dreams. I was not sleeping. I was sitting upright, you know, I was not, there's no way I could have been dreaming, but I was suddenly seeing beings, sensing beings, mm -hmm. seeing shows in my mind's eye that I, I know weren't my memories. I would see light shows behind my eyelids. And it was really confusing. I just, I felt like I was a little, maybe I lost something up here, you know, but I talked to my Reiki master and she said, she just smiled and she said, no, no, you're opening up. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> she says, you're going to be a huge channel one day. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm not a channel. And she said, well, you are. And I said, well, no, no. In my mind, are you familiar with Esther Hicks and Abraham, the teachings of Abraham? No. She, she's a trance channel. And she stands up on stage in front of tons of people and channels Abraham, this group called Abraham. And to me, that was a channel. And I was like, no, I'm not a channel. And she goes, well, you need to redefine the word channel then. <laughs> so, so that's how it started for me. And... Throughout that next like year or, or two, I mean, I couldn't get enough of spirit. I mean, I was in every class, course, workshop, every book, every, I mean, you name it. It was a really magical period. After that and during that, when I would do Reiki treatments with people, I would start sensing all of this stuff happening around them. And one particular treatment, I knew I had this guy's grandfather with us. And I said, you know, I think I've got to talk about this. Do you mind? And he said, no, no, talk. And I, and I said, well, I, I'm certain that your grandfather's here with us. And I described his personality. And he goes, yeah, that sounds like him. That's totally him. What else? And I said, he keeps showing me this apple tree. It's this huge apple tree. And the feeling that comes with it is he's just so proud about this apple tree. And, and he would take the apples and he would share with everybody and he would make pies, cobblers, you know, you name it, crumbles. And he goes, oh my God. He said, my grandpa had the biggest apple tree in town in his backyard. And he shared, he was known for it. He shared with the whole town. So wow, that was really my first experience with spirit and mediumship. I didn't know what I was doing. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was happening. Back then, I, it, I was delivering evidence before I knew what it really meant. So yeah, and then it just like kind of continued to develop from there. And do you still do Reiki as well? Or did you transition more into just mediumship or do they still intertwine? It's just mediumship for me. I mean, I do Reiki with myself every day, yeah. um, but not with not with people. It just felt more called to mediumship than Reiki now? Yeah, it was like, it was like heaven had this path for me. Okay, this is what you're gonna do. And I thought for sure I was gonna do Reiki and teach people and have a, a healing center of sorts mm-hmm. um, until all of this started to develop with the mediumship. And then it was like, okay, no, I have to talk to more people. I have to get in front of more people. I have to demonstrate the the continuity of life and and show them that that life does not end when our body does, you know? Mm, yeah. And a little bit more questions about your abilities for you when you see things. Do you close your eyes and it's a flash? Is it an inner knowing somehow? Or do you also physically see things? I, I don't physically see things with my eyes. I don't objectively see things. Um, it's all in my mind's eye. It's all up here. Mm-hmm. I will, I, I sometimes I close my eyes, but more often than not, I don't. So back in my early days in 2006, a lady that was working on me started telling me about my path. And I said, well, what are you seeing? And what is it like? And she said, well, it feels like you're using your imagination. It feels like you're making it up. Hmm. but you're not. So that's what I had to really wrap my brain around because it does feel like it's coming from my own brain, but it's coming from the other side as they're blending with my soul. I'm blending with theirs. And that's the way the communication happens. So, so I do, I see, I see pictures in my mind's eye. I see what looks like little vignettes of home movies. And along with those visions come feelings, the clairsentience pops in and, and I'm feeling how they felt when they're showing me these memories. Simultaneously, I might have names pop into my head or words, you know, and um, that's the clear audience. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the clear knowing, yeah, sometimes it's just there. And I, and you know, that's a hard one to, that's a hard one to explain because it's just kind of like there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even the clear gustance, the clear essence, you know, the taste and the smell, you know, that happens too. I might I may get a whiff of, of cigars or um, a taste of like, for instance, uh, in a reading a couple months ago, I was talking with somebody in the UK and his grandfather was coming through. All of a sudden I had this taste that was unfamiliar to me. I did not know what it was, but I knew what it was. I said, do you know what blood pudding is? And he started <laughs> laughing. He goes, he loved that. He said, we called it black pudding, but it's yeah, it's actually blood. Yeah. And I was like, you. <laughs> while you're tasting it like yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's fascinating it's just it's fascinating that's so cool i almost imagine the visions being similar to the way that when i read a book i see it like a whole movie in my head it is just like that yes yeah completely if i said imagine a pink elephant in the corner of your room you can easily imagine that you can see it it's the same thing it but it's not yours it's not coming from you you yeah Oh, that is so cool. And do you use any modalities in your practice? Like, do you use meditation or journaling or scrying of some kind or? Um, No. Uh, Well, I meditate. Yes. Meditating is very important for me. But no, you know, I used to journal a lot. I have tons of books that, um, you know, go back to 2006. Uh, But I don't so much anymore. I mean, I have 
all of the tools. They're just fun to play with, you know, the the dowsing, the um the crystals, the books, the incense, the sage, you name it, I got it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And I think we asked you a lot about like your your abilities, kind of changing subject. What is your belief around life after death with your knowledge do you personally believe in reincarnation or do you think after the physical body dies they go into some type of other reality well yes i mean we do go to the place that we came from before we came here it's like going home when we pass over here it's a homecoming when we get there it's a celebration you know as far as re reincarnation yeah i mean i i don't see why not there are so many studies and so many interesting experiences of little kids who i mean yeah. have this full-on memories of the end of their last life they know names they know addresses they know what their jobs were they know their family and you know when they google all of this information they're able to find those people uh -huh. how do you explain that how do you explain that i mean you just can't yeah so yeah i mean i i do i don't personally believe that we pass over we die here get there and go through a revolving door and come right back. Some people say that it's just a revolving door. And no, no, um, I don't believe that at all. I think that we take some time. Mm -hmm. We reunite with everybody that we were here with. We wait for those who we were here with that, you know, still have 20, 30, 40, 50 years to live out. Mm -hmm. There is no time over there. So it's, I mean, it's just like a blink for, for us. I mean, our lives are literally just a blink, like a dream. Wow. So... When we get over there, there's just so much to do. We can continue to learn. We continue to grow. A lot of us have healing to do. You know, if we go through a really traumatic life here that was just, you know, so difficult and filled with trauma, abuse, starvation, you know, in another country where they don't have access to resources. Yeah, we continue to grow. We continue to learn. We continue to spiritually evolve. And then when we are ready, you know, I believe that we create our soul plan with all of those that we love in our group, you know, that we came here with before, and we all go give it a shot again. <laughs> you know? I've actually used my pendulum before to ask those kinds of questions to my spirit guides, especially um, with my mom there, because she likes to know those questions too. And I was asking a lot of questions about our, my mom and I kind of on the same, I guess, spirit team where we've done life together many, many times before. And the answer was always yes. And it's like my mom and my dad have experienced life before together. And it's so, so interesting to just think about the possibility of a life where the roles were reversed. Maybe how Completely. I was my mom's mom in a past life or something like that, where we continue to come back into this life as a team. And I think it's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. shoes we're like we're in this together <laughs> so true you know we travel with our soul tribe i absolutely believe that yeah and to take a bit of a turn on that since you do feel a lot of entities around you or feel the presence of a lot have you ever felt anything that was negative or what are your beliefs around like negative entities oh yeah you know i i don't know yet i mean i'm i'm still trying to work that out a lot of people experience negativity, so I'm not poo-pooing it, you know, by any stretch. Um, I did have a couple really bizarre experiences in the past where I was giving this guy a Reiki treatment, and, and he was kind of um, 
how do I say this? I, I mean, he he was kind of troubled. I think he was. I think he was troubled. I think he struggled mentally. I think there was, um, you know, maybe like a mental health challenges. You know, maybe de- depression, bipolar. You know, something something chronic. And there was always a challenge with him. And I, it was the strangest thing. I was at his head, and all of a sudden, it was like a rubber band snapped. He jumped. I jumped. In my mind's eye, I saw this black shadow figure come out of him, This and it had red eyes, and it was like a split second. And I didn't know what else to do, except somehow I knew to call on Archangel Michael mm-hmm. and, you know, take him, it, whatever it was, to its most right and perfect place. Mm. And all of a sudden it was gone. And so when that was over, I mean, my client sat up and he was like, did you feel that? Did you see that black thing? And I was like, whoa, okay. So yeah, that was an unusual experience. Um, In 2007, a girlfriend of mine and I went to LA to be part of the Oneness Conference. We stayed at what what is now we know as the CISO Hotel. And we didn't know it at the time, had not heard of it, you know, but it was close to the venue. And I mean, we got in there and we both were like, ooh. Oh my God. This place is janky. I mean, it was um, uncomfortable. It was, it just felt like there was something lurking around every corner. It felt like you were always being watched. Mm -hmm. So in my old days, I would travel like literally with a bag of my spiritual tools, you know, (laughs) and I get into my room and I'd put crystals in all the corners and I put my uh, aura spray and clean the whole room and I would sage and I would Reiki the whole room and have my meditation music going and I put my my cards out and call in, you know, my guides, my guardians and, and just have a little powwow, you know, and kind of clean the space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really interesting. My room felt really good inside. Uh-huh, my room okay. felt really good. My friend Kathleen's room, she was woken up in the middle of the night. She felt like something was pressing on her, like pushing her into the bed, Ooh. you know, she felt like, uh, and it was oppressive. It was domineering. She saw a black shadow figure at the end of her bed with red eyes, the same experience that I had with this guy. Weird. And she was absolutely freaked out. And she was, she at three o'clock in the morning, she ran down to the front desk and said, get me out of that room. I need another room. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. And then here we are this many years later, come to find out it's the CISA hotel and all the activity over the decades that there happened there. There's a lot there. of uh, murders, deaths, suicides. There's a whole, yeah, a whole Netflix documentary about that place. Yeah. Oh so, you know, when we left that place, we were jokingly calling it the Discarnate Inn. And we've called it the Discarnate <laughs> Inn ever since we left. So, so yeah, and that's the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, that was weird. So, I mean, I don't personally experience that on a normal, regular basis. I don't communicate or feel, quote, lost souls, you know, earthbound spirits. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to wrap my brain around that and wrap my heart around that, too, because I guess I don't understand how we can become lost when we have our guides and our guardians and our loved ones and God, source, spirit. I mean, like, what's the point of having our team over there and we can get lost and be lost in misery. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I don't quite get that part yet. I'm not saying it's not possible because what I have learned with spirit, there's nothing black and white. There are no, yeah. you know, it's this way and or that way. It's, there's so many mm-hmm. possibilities. My theory kind of on that is I feel like maybe they get lost if it's like a very bad death or a murder 
like a bad way of ending their life therefore they're lost and can't yeah yeah because i almost have that belief of like when people see ghosts let's say if they go visit an abandoned hospital or something and they'll see nurses or patients in that hospital i have this belief that they might have had such a tragic death that it almost created a ripple in yes. the reality where they're yes. kind of stuck yeah. in that loop and that's when you see like the nurse in the old uniform because she's kind of stuck in that loop mm -hmm. of time yeah and i've i've actually i've experienced that too you know i've experienced that in old buildings but I've often wondered and asked myself, is this a conscious being? Is this yeah. a conscious person or is it a Memorex? Is it, because so much emotion happened in that moment. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a recording and it's just a, a loop, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like is it actually a spirit of a person or is it almost like a hologram-ish yes. kind of vision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I have those questions, you know, like, and I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm open and I love to experience, I mean, I have a lot of colleagues that are uh, all about the paranormal and ghost hunting and spirit communication with all of the gadgets and tools, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's fascinated me for 20 years. So I've been watching it and I just haven't completely experienced it in a way where I've felt that it was a conscious person mm -hmm. because when we get over there, we're still people, you know, we're still yeah. ourselves, still us. So it makes me wonder, are they, are they stuck? Are they really stuck? Or is it just oh. that recording? in yeah, time that record really energetic recording that would make sense because also if time doesn't really exist that means like the past would be happening now now the future, therefore yeah. are we seeing just like a blip in time of something uh -huh. that happened yeah. yeah and you know that's true and it's you know speaking of that time and the past and the future it's very interesting when you get a group of mediums or psychics together and you're in a really, really old, old building that, you know, a lot really took place over the centuries. And, you know, somebody might pick up on a tragedy that happened in the 1920s, where another one will be tuned into a tragedy that happened in the 1890s. And then somebody else will tap into somebody in the 60s, in the 1960s. You know what I mean? So there's so many levels energetically through time where, like you said, is it all happening at the same time? Quantum physics says yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, you know? <laughs> yeah, because one of the series that we do on this podcast is we break down CIA documents on these kinds of spiritual topics. And I think it was the first document that we did talking about the gateway process that kind of brings you outside of this time and space dimension mm -hmm. where like in the astral realm, time doesn't really exist and everything is just reality all at once so it's mm -hmm. so cool that yeah. mediums would also the, C kind of the cia access. kind of explained it as like we are a part of the universe we're always we've always been a part therefore we can tap into the universal knowledge and yeah. if you tap into that like you see everything that yeah. has happened in the universe. I so guess. it's like scientifically CIA proven mediumship in a way. This <laughs> is so cool. I mean, there are a lot of studies. There are a lot of studies with mediumship. Dr. Gary Schwartz at the University of Arizona in Tucson has a massive study going on. The studies that are happening at Cambridge University and then in London, there's the psychical studies. So, I mean, there's just, they do these blind, double blind, triple blind, quadruple blind, quintuple blind tests with mediums and they're proving that something is actually happening mm -hmm. there's no way that that one person could get evidence 
from this person's loved ones when there are four blind, like it's like a maze, you know, where you yeah. just, you, you, it, so so they know that something's happening. They're, there's just that what is happening that they're yeah, trying to prove. Yeah. So yeah, what's happening with science and spirituality mm-hmm. is really cool. And have you ever had the opportunity to ask just questions about the universe to somebody on the other side? Or has it always been more in a reading for somebody or for a client? Yeah, you know, it's really come up more just within the readings. I've had people on the other side telling their loved one, oh, you wouldn't believe how amazing it is here. They talk about the colors, the the music, colors that we can't even like see, imagine our, yeah. in, our humanly, in our human brains, our human uh, objective eyes. Um, the music, the music is deeper, um, bigger. I mean, we, we can't really can't really wrap our brains around it. And they talk about, you know, how they can be in so many different places at the same time, because we are, our souls are multidimensional. What's really interesting about that is in practice readings with other mediums, with circles, we would have a group of volunteers come in that we would practice with. My partner was part of the group and his sister was part of the group. They were both in the group at the same time with different mediums. The same person came through for both of them at the same time, in two completely different locations. The circle was being run out of Los Angeles. Evan was here in San Francisco. His sister was in Florida. So this person in spirit was working with the sister in Florida, him here, all with the connection out of LA. So yeah, multidimensional. And they talk about manifesting, you know, manifesting, you can create. And it's always made me wonder, you know, here in life, we have this fantasy of magic, being able to conjure whatever, you know, like bewitched and genie and uh, whatever, and just boom, blink our eyes. It's here in front of us. And it makes me wonder, like, are we tapping into what we can do, what who we are on the other side? Because that's what we can do on the other side, you know? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's so cool because even just hearing about that and also like the own beliefs that we've built of the other side, like I know that we come here to experience life, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm like, why wouldn't I just stay over there? Yeah. <laughs> we need, I think we need to appreciate this life though, because yeah. yeah. earth is beautiful and being in a physical body is also amazing you know Mm -hmm. yeah you can maybe do whatever you want on the other side but let's not forget that you can also probably do whatever you want right here right now completely but it's just like your internal beliefs yeah thinking that you're not powerful enough it's true it's very true and i think too people that have sittings with mediums that really come out of it with this sense of hope and inspiration, the sense of peace, knowing that their loved ones are still here. They're Mm -hmm. still here, that they can still have a relationship with them. It's just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I think that once there's that knowing that life does continue on, that life does not end, it almost makes it like, what do we have to fear being here? Yeah. You know, we're here, let's bring it, you know? And, And we experience all these fears, all these fears of, not being enough or not being ready or, or not being worthy or, or who's going to listen to what I want to say, or, you know, we struggle with all these fears. And when we truly have this knowing, I think there's a difference between believing and knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this knowing where you just, there are no questions anymore. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of like removes that fear a little bit. And you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm here. What's the worst that can happen? (laughs) 
somebody laughs at me, okay, whatever, you know? We're all going to die at some point. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All going to walk through that door again. Exactly. And do you think that mediumship is something that someone is born with? Or do you think that it can develop further? And if you keep practicing, then you can get kind of better at it. Yes and yes. Okay. Okay. We are all wired the same. We are all spiritual beings. It's just part of what we are. We are connected to the other side. We are connected to each other. That's why they say we are all one. We are all connected. As far as do I, you know, is it a gift? Well, I think that there are, well, certain, we all have different talents, right? Not all of us are a professional basketball player or a professional musician. We're not, you know, all meant to be the top actors and actresses and directors and, you know, so we all have different talents. So yeah, I believe that there are those of us who came into this life with this talent, with this contract, that this is what we were, our soul needed to do. But absolutely every single one of us can connect to our loved ones on the other side, can connect to spirit on the other side. We can connect to our guides. We are all wired the same. Mm -hmm. So when we get to that point where we, we open up and we really recognize this, what is happening? What am I feeling? What, what's going on? When we start to get curious and open up and start questioning and meditating and sitting in, in workshops and asking the questions, then we continue to open up and develop and unfold. And it's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I I wish, I, I hope to inspire people out there to really get on board because this is, it just makes life takes it to a whole new level, you know? And what would you say your belief is on spirit guides? Do you believe that they're only entities or people that were here or could they be entities of their own that never come to earth? Kind of what's your belief around that? Well, I would say both, you know, I would say both. both. Um, I have, you know, when I connect with my guides, it's like roll call. I have like 11, (laughs) I think, and, um, and guardians and, and of course the loved ones and, I think that my main guide, MJ, I feel like he has been here many times and we have had this role back and forth with each other. Um, the other guides that I have, the same thing. But I also do believe that there are those other higher guides, guardian angels, you know, that are truly just spiritual beings connected mm-hmm. to source that are not of human soul you know, like an angel, you know, I don't think that, I don't believe that an angel is a human being, Mm -hmm. you know, although, like I said, nothing's black and white. (laughs) So who knows, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's really, it's just hard to say, but yeah, there's a lot of experiences I've had with my guides, you know, when I was learning to connect with them, uh, I used, I, I would run, I lived in Phoenix and in Phoenix, there are some little mountain ranges, downtown dreamy draw specifically. And I would run through dreamy draw. It was early on, I was really starting to sense the presence of all of that out there. And I just had the inspiration to sit on this high point, which, I mean, ironically, you know, we, we think about those monks that go sit high on a mountain, you know, it was actually kind of like that. I wasn't even thinking about that. But I had been talking to my guides, not knowing them. And I'm like, okay, guys, this is awesome. We're on an adventure. This is amazing. When are you going to show yourselves to me? When am I going to know your names? All that stuff. And so I sit down and I start meditating on this great big rock. And it was like, when it was like the dream started again. I saw this man come walking towards me. My eyes are closed. I see this man walking toward me from around a bend. 
and he's coming towards me and he's just has this vibe of just being loving, protective, all knowing. And he tells me his name is, I couldn't understand it. It was like Maharaja, but, but, Maharaja, but, and I was like, okay, can I just call you MJ? <laughs> we laugh. So he's MJ. And, um, and he, we have this dialogue back and forth. And, and I'm, and I'm like, how do I know I'm not making this up? He said, you'll know. And, and I said, and he was dressed in the safari gear, like a safari um, guide would be dressed. <laughs> and, and I said, and why are you wearing those clothes? He said, you're the one that said we were on an adventure together. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally got ready. <laughs> oh, completely. And that's their personalities. They are so part of us, you know, and they're with us and they want the best for us. And they give us those little nudges. And so afterwards, I, I said, okay, you know, um, I, I need some evidence. I need some evidence. You said your name is MJ. Show me that it's MJ. And just through divine synchronicity, I'm driving down the road one day and I'm thinking about the experience and I'm thinking about spirit and heaven and, and just in awe inside myself. There was a car with a bumper sticker on the back that says MJ oh <laughs> right in front God. of me. When I met my guardian angels, Elijah, Josiah, Gabriel, I was sitting in meditation trying to understand their names. And, and I'm like, Elijah, Josiah, Gabriel, Okay, that's cool. So now show me, give me some proof, mm -hmm. show me some evidence. And you know, you have you you ask for evidence, but it comes on their own time. You don't get it when you think you deserve it. So, this one particular day, I was just getting off of work. I met some friends at at a local restaurant bar for happy hour, and we're bellied up to the bar, and I'm waiting for my glass of wine, and and I was thinking about all of this again while my friends were around. So I was kind of like, you know, zoning out, airing out. And all of a sudden, right in front of me, there, right in front of my line of sight is a bottle of scotch called Elijah. And, and I, <laughs> I never heard of Elijah scotch. I, I'm not even a, a liquor drinker, you know, and it just like right in my line of sight. And I was like, oh, you guys are good. <laughs> and it's almost like for me, when I receive those messages, I am not doing anything. I'm not looking in a specific direction. And then I get the feeling, look over here. Yeah, it's just your and I eyes look, just... And then yeah. boom, the message is there. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is <laughs> yeah. not a coincidence because I was never going to look at this thing. And it just, and it just was so yeah. clear. It's almost like yeah. they move your eyes for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. It's that that little nudge. It's like, how did, that, how did I just do that? I, I don't drink scotch or that hard liquor. So I normally wouldn't even like be looking at it, you yeah. know, but I just, I just looked up, had that, like you said, I just, they moved my eyes and there it was. It's wow. amazing. That is so cool. And your like gifts and abilities, do you, can you shut those off or is it always on? Yes. I mean, you, you do have to, but it, I had to learn it. I had to learn it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and, and it recently too, I mean, this just happened in November. Uh, my partner and I went to Key West in Florida and um, Key West is pretty active. And we were walking down the street and I was just like, I felt like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I felt like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I was, I was experiencing severe anxiety. I felt like I was being tugged at all in every direction. I felt like I was being mobbed. I felt like I was, it was just overwhelming, you know? And 
And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I like, and I was trying to shut down. I was trying to shut down. But I think once those floodgates had opened for me, trying to like close that, you know, like if you're trying to close your sliding glass door when there's a hurricane happening, it's really hard to close it. It's kind of like that. I was like, oh my God, we have got to find a bar. I need a shot of tequila right now. I need a shot of tequila. I just, I've got, I just got to do it. So we just took a hard left, <laughs> sat right up to the bar. And I did, I had a, I had a shot of tequila and a Corona. And I was like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to calm myself down, which was able to, you know, close down, close those doors basically. Wow. So I feel it, but I don't feel it to that extreme. A lot of my friends ask me, you know, when we're at parties, you know, do, do you, do you sense everything? Do you are people's loved ones with us? And, you know, yeah, you know, I do sense all that. We were at a party um, recently. It was a bunch of people that I didn't know. It was my partner's friends and somebody's birthday party. And, and this guy whose house we were at, he was sitting down. We were out on the patio and, and I sensed these two blonde ladies right behind him. And I said, uh, and I didn't say anything yet, but I sensed it was his mother and his aunt. And they were both blonde. They were both Barbie doll, beautiful. I mean, they were just all like just pristine and beautiful. And and I could sense their love and they just want to experience life with us. They want to be part of our parties, our celebrations, our birthdays, our anniversaries. You know, they want to be included. And so we left a couple hours later and I said, hey, does so-and-so have a mother and an aunt in spirit? They're pretty close to the same age and this is what they look like. And he's like, oh my God, yeah, actually, yes. They're his friend's sisters. And um it's really cool to be able to pick that out of a crowd. You know, it's yeah. a really cool feeling. It's amazing to feel that love because that love never, ever dies. It never dies. And they are with us. So to be able to tap into that and feel that it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And do people keep growing up? in the afterlife, if somebody passes young, do they sometimes show themselves older than when they had passed? Well, you know, that's a good question. Here's what I think based on my experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have had loved ones come through children. They present themselves in the way that they were when they were here. Mm -hmm. I think that's more for identification purposes to give that evidence, you know, as to, to who they were. Are they that age over there? No, no, we are an endless soul, pure soul over there. I'll get grandparents who will present themselves in the way that they were when they were here. Not so much, you know, in if if they were riddled with cancer or anything like that, but they'll they'll show me that period again as identification pieces. Mm -hmm. But no, they they generally they present themselves in the way that they felt best. Yeah. You know, when they felt best. And I again I think it's purely for identification purposes for the person that's sitting with me. So yes, we continue to grow, learn, heal, um, but but age is a that's a factor in this dimension. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And can animals also be ghosts and spirits? Absolutely, they have souls too. And have you ever connected with a client's pet? Oh, absolutely, they come through. Oh. Generally, in a sitting, I can feel the room f- filled. Like there's about five or six people. Sometimes there's a bus load that gets off. You know, it's a big family reunion. Usually three or four come through in a, in a reading and all of a sudden a little dog will run through. Oh. You know how, you know how dogs get zoomies? Yeah. The zoomies over there too. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So that, that excitement, that love that they have for us when they're, when they have their zoomies and they're just so happy. It's like that too. So absolutely. Wow. 
That's so sweet. Oh, I just want to see my dog do the little zoomies yeah. again. That is so cute. Oh my god. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was all of our questions. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on and just being open and honest to talking to us about all of this. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. It is my, it's my passion. It is my joy. It is my, I, I could talk about this all day long. It just <laughs> lights me up. Wow. Whoa. I am shook. So as you're listening to this outro, of course, we've just finished the interview with Jeffrey, but we've also had our personal evidential psychic medium readings afterwards that we did not record because obviously it's it's very personal mm -hmm. and we don't want to air that out to everybody as much as we like being open. There's some stuff that we don't feel the need to share, mm -hmm. but wow, wow. That was crazy. I'll explain a little bit of it. I don't mind sharing parts of it. Mm-hmm. So some of you might know, but some might not. My little sister passed away at seven years old of cancer, of brain cancer. And I was really hoping that she would come through mm -hmm. to Jeffrey because she is very present in my life. I see her as being kind of like one of my spirit guides. So I really wanted her to come through and mm -hmm. just see what Jeffrey has to say about it. See, like, you know, what would she tell him that only me and her would know. would know yeah and holy fuck so he told me that she would come through very often in this physical realm as like a butterfly or sending me a message and sending me a, a butterfly. butterfly and literally nobody knows this obviously except for you now that i've explained the story in jeffrey mm -hmm. um but when we buried her in the cemetery there was a little white butterfly. I say dancing, but like flapping its little wings yeah. all the way around her tomb. And I instinctively saw that as being her yeah. sending me a message or her being present. Yeah. Because why the fuck would a little butterfly, white butterfly, would be dancing around yeah. her too. You know what I like mean? Like, it just has to be her. Yeah, for me, that's how I saw it. And he knew right away, he asked me, are you aware or connect with a white little butterfly? And I said, yes. And I explained <laughs> the story. And he's like, that is her sending you a message. She likes yeah. to send you these little butterflies as a message. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. It just confirmed it to me that this is actually her mm -hmm. sending me a little butterfly. And I love that he was able to read her energy because she's a little Sagittarius. She's got that fire yeah. energy. And, oh my God, I would definitely not help with that because <laughs> when I'd be that older sister kind of teaching her all the bad shit. Like how, <laughs> like how to say fuck you, how to flip someone off. So I definitely gave into mm -hmm. that fiery energy but he read her like a book yeah and there was even some details that it's like you couldn't even guess no that even if he tried i know some people might think oh but you could guess a butterfly but no in the way that he described it mm -hmm. and the way that he came about it no you cannot guess that stuff yeah like it really was your little sister beside him mm -hmm. telling him and showing him everything yeah because also we did not tell him no anything. we didn't say anything he just came through with there's a young person like very young and yeah. just a girl details details that 
like you didn't even feed into it or anything. You mm-hmm. never said not even one word before he yeah. knew everything. Yeah, he just you guys can't see it, but we were on Zoom and he just turned around and he said there is a little girl here and very young. I don't even think she made it past 20. Yeah, and automatically we know like we knew who it was. Yeah. But it is just so so cool to see it live and to see that this is so real Mm -hmm. and if you've ever been curious about getting a reading from a medium wanting to connect with loved ones who have passed away definitely 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 go see Jeffrey Mm -hmm. for this we will link all of his stuff in the description of this episode because I truly believe that this evidential mediumship is so much more powerful than just kind of anything else that you could maybe guess or you could maybe look up like this is stuff that nobody would ever know no so if you really want a good good reading we highly recommend jeffrey he Uh is just so fun he is so sweet we love him love love him he is on point he literally pinpointed traditions that only me and my great-grandmother would do yeah nobody else knows that like stuff that nobody else would know i've never talked about it yeah and he was just insane it's crazy i'm still kind of out of words (laughs) i'm sure we'll talk about it for weeks yeah but to be honest I, i loved it i'm very very grateful for jeffrey being so open and willing to just do a full-on reading live on the spot yeah just so cool so we really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next friday bye Bye. thank you for listening to this week's episode you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this spiritual journey with us. See you next Friday.